on the pace for this Thursday morning uh, is back online, which is good. We're about to have a chat with Anne Anderson, who is uh, the owner, alongside her husband, Bill, of two runners in this year's Miracle Mile, which is some feat. Everybody hopes to have one runner in a Miracle Mile, but this year the Lauriston Bloodstock team have two confirmed starters into the Miracle Mile, including the favourite in Honolulu Bay, who has been so good in the last six months or so, winning the Hunter Cup, going through the Inter-Dominion heat stage, unbeaten, and winning his sprint qualifier last week as well in emphatic fashion. And you talk to plenty of people uh, who watch a lot of Menangle racing and what he was able to do last week is something that you see on very, very rare occasions. So great to have Anne joining us this morning here on The Pace to discuss not only Honolulu Bay, but of course, of course, Hurricane Harley as well, who makes his way into a miracle mile. Good morning, and thank you so much for your time. Uh, you must be very excited about Saturday night and having two chances in such a prestigious race. Good morning, Britt. Yes, we are very excited. It's uh, it's an unusual thing for for one owner and breeder. We breed what we we race what we breed, so uh, it's exciting for us to uh, to go that full circle and have. Not only a, an ownership share, but also a freedom as well. It's interesting you mentioned that because I wanted to to get a little bit of insight from you around the breeding of these two horses because uh, you've seen them uh, from day one, basically, which makes it even more special, as you just alluded to. But firstly, Hurricane a very, very special talent, a great young horse, extremely fast. Uh, so what was your decision-making, if you can remember, if you can take us back to, to I guess, um, putting this breeding together with the result and fold being Hurricane Harley? What was he like early on? Hurricane Harley has always been a very precocious uh, foal. He was uh, you know, king of the paddock. He was a horse that's very full of himself, and, and that's the way he is today. You hear him before you see him. And uh, I had a, a, I got a mare from uh, U.S., an arts place mare, and from her I bred Mafioso. I then bred it to her to Christian Cullen and got Sugarland, and Sugarland is the dam of Hurricane Harley, and that was always a proven cross. Uh, better's delight over a sugar uh, over a Christian Cullen mare, so uh, that worked very well, and uh, he's done a terrific job. We've got a lot of fun out of owning and racing Harley. Yeah, he is a little ripper as well. He was, I guess, he he, he looked as though he was always going to be a great young horse because. He was small in stature but extremely strong and just a, a zippy-looking horse. But he's gone on and done the job, hasn't he? You know, you go back to a few of those clashes early on in his career uh, with Locke and Varat, and that's just proof of how special he can be when he's at his best. So uh, there's no doubting he has the class to race on the grand circuit for a few years to come still. Well, hopefully he has because he hasn't been raced uh, he's been raced sparingly, really, and uh, I think that he's probably back to his best now. Emma and Clayton, I know, are very happy with him. We didn't know what he would be like once he came back from the West. He had a quarter crack over there, put him out for quite a long time, and then he, being a stallion, very hard to get him fit, whereas when we got him back here, Emma and Clayton do heat works. He races two heats. He does his one heat, comes in, has a little stand around for a while, goes back out again, and I think that's been the making of him just this hard work they sit him behind another horse and uh, then pull him out and that's very competitive style of training for Harley and he just thrives on it you would have been 
elated with Saturday night's performance. Was it a surprise to you? Or as Emma Stewart mentioned to me, this is really uh, his what he does for a living. Short course racing, loves it here at Menangle. So I guess this was his grand final. But uh, it was still a very strong race. And when you're parked outside the leader, what were you thinking? Oh, I was thinking, no, this is this is, this is not good. But, uh, yeah, he he battled on really well. And as I said, I think sitting behind another horse now, working and then being pulled out, I think that's probably helped him with his strength. And he just loves Menangle. He loves the mole racing. That's his forte. Uh, quick, get out the gate and get going. And uh, he feels good about himself. He's up around the leader. He's not such a great chaser. And uh, we're very happy to have Amanda on him on uh, Saturday night. She's had 10 drives on him now for five wins. So that's a pretty good record in the company that he's been racing in with her. Absolutely. She's got a real knack of getting the very best out of each and every horse that she partners. And you must have been thrilled with the barrier drawer as well too. That looks perfect. Yes, that's right. We weren't available to go to the function on the Sunday afternoon. We actually come up to Queensland uh, in between racing at Menangle for the week and uh, we asked a friend of ours who's a client of uh, Emma and Clayton's uh, to do the barrier draw for us and, and he was wrapped. He was you know, lo- loved going to the function, loved being part of it and uh, he did a terrific job. I said to Bill, I think we'll put this guy in the payroll. <laughs> such a good job because <laughs> neither of us really do it that well. Bill's not bad, but oh, I'm not very good at it, so I shy away from that. So it was good to have, have Jeff willingly get up and, and go and do that for us. And, uh, yeah, a great outcome for us. Of course, you'll wear the three saddlecloths, but you'll start from two uh, should there be uh, no requirement for the emergency. So that's Hurricane Harley. Now, let's talk yeah. about the favourite, Honolulu Bay. Uh, he's been a revelation in the last six months, and he's probably a very different horse. He always showed ability, but we didn't see a great deal of him early on. And I would assume he's probably had his challenges along the way as well. Oh, he certainly has. As a young horse, he had uh, problems with sesamoids. He wasn't that sound. He ended up doing a suspensory, and we had the farm then. So uh, he received some treatment, then we brought him home, and we spent countless months and months doing rehab on the horse um, backwards and forwards to the vet for checkups. Uh, we really believed in the horse then. Emma and Clayton had him very early on as a two-year-old and uh, they, they loved him but then he, he you know, fell by the wayside a bit with these injuries so it was a long road back. We got him back. We, we moved back up to the farm because our manager had a health issue. And so we moved to the farm. We moved from the city back up to the farm. And uh, we gave the horse when he was ready to go to uh, Aiken, David Aiken. And he um, was there for a little while. And all he did there was he, he was very, he's very quick. And he was sort of coming out of the gate and leading and doing quite well. He still holds a track record at Geelong for the mile, 151.9. So he's a high-speed horse and he was driven that way. He was driven accordingly. And that's what we thought too, that we thought that he was, this is his go. He's, he's got high speed, good out of the gate. Um, but then things changed. We brought him back to Emma and Clayton's because we moved back to Melbourne. And uh, he had to have a throat operation prior to going to Emma and Clayton's and I think that made the horse too because he was dropping out in his races and he was getting um, the impression, giving the impression that it was just quick but he couldn't stay but the uh, throat operation made a big difference. So it's been a, 
a real roller coaster with this horse by the sounds, and that must make it all the more special to see him now fulfilling his potential that you've obviously believed in for quite some time because it doesn't sound as though it would have been a, a cheap operation, um, not only the, the operation that I'm speaking of, but also overall to get him to this point. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we did have some bad luck along the way, but we were very fortunate because not always, as you know, do these throat operations work. And, uh, you know, his, his did, thankfully. And uh, he's... he's found some form now he's been put into these races where he's had to had to learn to to be a stayer and he's settled um david moran's got him racing really well he drives him well he's a thinker david moran he he has his tactics he works out thinks on his feet he doesn't go out there really with a plan sometimes you ask him what he's thinking and he says well really i don't know because i don't know what the others are going to do at the start and david works it out as he goes and and most of the time he's very cool calm and collected and uh, i think that comes out with the horse as well because he's settling much better in his races now too that he He's not being driven out of the gate. Yeah, and he's also just really, as you mentioned, just developed into that so well-rounded racehorse. And we often see these top-class races dominated from the front end, but he's proven that he can overcome some pretty tricky gates as he's had along the way as well. Sometimes the Inter-Dominion can break a horse, in all honesty. It's such a, a tough and gruelling series, but from all uh, indications right now, it could well have made Honolulu Bay. Yeah, we were sceptical about what we were, were doing with the Inter-Dominion, um, whether we should be there or we shouldn't be there. And then we thought, well, we were going away on holiday. We left instructions with Emma and Clayton, put him in the first heat and see how he goes. And that's what it was. It's just try it and see. And if you're happy with him, then continue on. It's your call. So if you weren't happy, take him out, give him a short spell. And then the Miracle Mile was always on the agenda. We wanted to come up here and have a go at that. So we thought, well, are we, you know, do we go to the Inter-Dominion or don't we? Are we helping the horse or hindering him? But uh, I agree with you. I think the, uh, the consistent racing and over that style of racing all the way, uh, it did make the horse. So he's very versatile now. From the outside looking in, it appears as though he's had a perfect preparation. His Hunter Cup success was emphatic in the end. His performance last week was sensational. And now he appears on paper to have the perfect barrier draw to contend with as well. He'll be handy to the speed on Saturday night without having to use him up early, which we know uh, was maybe to his detriment in the past. He's managing uh, to settle well, not being used in that capacity, even though he has the potential to do so so he's going to be the sniper on Saturday night you must be full of confidence that he is going to run an almighty race yeah full of confidence <laughs> I don't know it's it's very it's exciting but it's also you know there's a lot of tension building around it and uh, we're just hoping that he just runs up to the form that he's been showing and, and that I think will be good enough to at least uh, if not win at least make him uh, dangerous and uh, give him a chance of placing. So, yeah, we've had Poster Boy in it. We've had one runner before and he finished third. He ran the Chariots of Fire to get into the Miracle Mile and ran a very good third up against two of Mark Purden's horses that year. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it um, with a bit of apprehension but also some excitement because we know that only has to run up to his form to be dangerous, as I said. You've had horses in so many big races probably nearly every big race that there is to be involved in yourself and Bill have either bred a horse or 
bred and owned a horse that's raced in it. So you still uh, get nervous in a week like this? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I do. And I think Bill's probably a bit the same. Maybe he doesn't show it as much as what I do. But, uh, yeah, I do get nervous. And I just, you know, I just hope, hope that they they run up to their potential. That's all. It's, and everything goes right and they get around safe and sound. Um, yeah, it's, it's good to have these horses in these big races, but it all co- also comes with a bit of pressure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. It's an amazing yeah. achievement to have two that you've bred and owned. Before I let you go in, though, it would be remiss of me not to get an update on the Glamour Mare, Ladies in Red. Do you have any update on, on how she's coming along? Because uh, she's really polarised uh, the sport and everybody's so interested in, in where she is and what she's up to. So whilst we have you here on On The Pace, do you have a little update for us? Uh, yes, I do. She had eight weeks uh, in her box, uh, full confined but not allowed out. Then she had a checkup. We're very keen and, and we always do it and we always make sure it's done properly that uh, a vet will give us a rehab program for these horses that have injuries and we follow that to the letter. So a couple of weeks ago, she had her first checkup, Ballarat Veterinary Clinic, uh, x-rays, thorough going over, and uh, she got a big tick on that. So we've passed stage one. Uh, now she's allowed out into the paddock during the day, and then she comes back into the box of, at night. And funnily enough, her paddock mate is tough chili. So <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're opposition on the field, but uh, best friends in the paddock. So it's good for her to have a mate. It's good for both of them, really, um, to have a friend. And they spend the day together, both coming into their separate boxes of a night. So uh, very happy with her. She's uh, out now, so she has a bit of a run around, a trot and a canter, um, you know, to just whatever she wants to do in a paddock during the day and uh, couldn't be happier with the way she's going. And, and look, she looks spectacular. She, she really is. She's muscled up and she looks like she could race tomorrow. But And I think she thinks she can race tomorrow too because she's just that sort of sort of mare that uh, she thrives on it. She thrives on the com- competition. She thrives on getting out there and, and being part of it. So we're, we're really looking forward to, to getting her back. Hopefully we might be able to get her back for the big mares races um, around, you know, September, October here in Victoria. And if that's the case, well, that'll be a huge bonus. But uh, as I said, we're, all, we're very much relying on what the vets tell us we don't go outside the square unless they tell us that everything's okay to go ahead. Excellent stuff. Well, that's a fantastic report and we're thrilled that all of the intention is to see her back on the racetrack because we haven't seen enough of ladies in red just yet. Appreciate your time this morning and the very best of luck on Saturday night with your two runners in the Miracle Mile and we'll see you on track. Thank you very much, Britt. Thank you. Bye. And Anderson joining us this morning here on On The Pace. Uh, herself and Bill under their Lauriston Bloodstock banner have bred so many good horses. In fact, uh, they've also got one that they've bred in the Derby on Saturday night in short thing captain that they sold at the sale. So uh, their breed is exceptional and the proof's in the pudding uh, when their horses continually race at this elite level and Hurricane Harley and Honolulu Bay are both right up to this year's Miracle Mile. Honolulu Bay, of course, has been the favourite post-barrier draw on Sunday afternoon and he's remained in that position 
right up until this point. That's on Saturday night, the Million Dollar Miracle Mile, race number seven on a 10 race card. Cannot wait if you can't get on course, which you should do if you can. Uh, full coverage here on Sky Sports Radio, Sky Racing Active, Sky Thoroughbred Central. We will have absolutely all bases covered and hopefully you enjoy the evening. Now, finding winners tomorrow at 10.30 will certainly focus in on that big 10 race card as well. So make sure you tune in here on Sky Sports Radio.